welcome to the Fashion Unearthed podcast. If you need help navigating the fashion industry sustainably, you have come to the right place. I'm your host, Belinda Humphrey, and my hope is to simplify the fashion industry so that businesses can make the best decisions for people, planet, and product. Hello, and welcome to episode 58 of the Fashion Unearthed podcast. How is everyone out there? It is raining and cold in Melbourne today. We have been warned of flash flooding right across Victoria, so I hope everyone is staying safe out there. But on the upside, it's Melbourne Fashion Week this week when I'm recording, so I hope you've also had a chance to see some of the runways and make it to some of the panel discussions. There are so many talented and clever people in our city, so I hope you got a chance to experience some of that. And before I get into today's episode, I wanted to say that it's the middle of October and I don't know about you, but in my mind, the holiday season is right around the corner, which is great because I'm planning to take some time off. But if you are wanting to work with me one-on-one in a coaching session where you can ask me anything that's been blocking you moving forward in your business, you will need to do that now and book in your session by heading to the shop on the website, belindahumphrey.com, because I'll only be doing those up until about the start of December. So if you're thinking about it, book it in now. And if you've got questions before you want to book in, uh, you can email me info at belindahumphrey.com. So one of my most popular podcasts was episode 14 on whether sustainability was still a top priority at the spring summer 22 fashion weeks. So I thought you'd be interested for me to do a little follow-up on that and see where things are at this year, considering Paris Fashion Week's just wrapped up not long ago. We're now two years on from everyone committing to change and building back better, but what has actually changed? I saw the hype over Kim Kardashian at Dolce & Gabbana and the dress sprayed on Bella Hadid at Caperni, the model twins at Gucci, but I couldn't help get the feeling that brands were sliding back into the ease of business as usual. So I started digging to see if sustainability was still on the agenda. Let's start with New York. The first collection there I wanted to talk about was Angel Chang, who produced a zero carbon collection using electricity by the hands of indigenous artisans in the mountains of Guizhou, I'm probably saying that wrong, in China. She explains that her zero carbon design philosophy follows three core tenets no electricity, all natural and locally made. It's made hyper-vertically in one location, using in-season raw materials and creating local jobs in rural communities. Each piece is 100% handmade, seed to button, starting from the native seed cotton that we grow in the ground to the hand-spinning, hand-weaving, dyeing and sewing. Colina Strata, which was founded in 2008 by Hilary Taymor, manufactured their pieces in New York and the design team used rose silk, dead stock fabric and recycled cotton to handcraft their collection. Gabriella Hurst was the next designer that I wanted to mention. She is always vocal and transparent about her brand's commitment to sustainability, but apparently she also made strides in other areas of the business, including producing a carbon neutral fashion show plastic-free packaging, and building new stores and pop-ups with conscious construction in mind. She incorporates repurposed and natural materials with botanical dyes, 
She introduced eco-friendly footwear this season using natural rubber and cork. And she also donates to projects in the villages of Kenya that have limited access to energy and are dependent on local biomass from forests. The last label from New York I wanted to mention was Studio 189. It's an African-made brand and it supports the infrastructure of manufacturing and retail in Accra, Ghana's capital. And they use local craftsmen using traditional African techniques such as kenti weaving and bogolan fini mudcloth with recycled materials as well as organic cotton, pineapple leather and tensile treated with low impact and natural dyes. And within the collection there were traditional techniques that included hand batik, weaving, patchwork, indigo dyeing and basket weaving. Moving on to Milan, I didn't seem to find as many labels that were putting sustainability front and centre. And like I've said before, that doesn't mean that they're not doing it. Maybe they just don't choose to put that in their PR notes. But yeah, there were just a couple. So the first one that I wanted to talk about was a designer called Lisa Von Tang. She used dead stock fabrics as well as natural materials like silk and hemp with no chemical treatment, and she even ensured that all of her suppliers and partners for the collection held green certificates like the Global Organic Textile Standard, GOTS, or the Global Recycling Standard, and the Worldwide Responsible Accredited Production Program, or RAP. The next label from Milan was the More, and they created pieces made out of 100% raffia, a palm leaf sustainably sourced from Madagascar, And they also worked with local artisans to weave the fibres and create the collection and they planned to give back a portion of the sales to an orphanage in Madagascar. Co-founder Francesca Monaco says, We involved the Oxchuck community in Chiapas to create a collection of limited edition pieces and the proceeds from the sales were reinvested, cooperating with the Cantara Azul Association to bring drinking water to seven rural schools. The final sustainability mention from Milan comes from Emigildo Zegna. The label was awarded the Biodiversity Conservation Award at the Camera Nazionale della Moda Italiana's annual Sustainable Fashion Awards. Excuse my Italian accent. <laughs> it should be better considering I'm married to an Italian, but they were honoured for Oasi Zegna, 100 square kilometre conservation territory in northern Italy. And it's been maintained for over a century. So the Zegna family has planted more than 500,000 trees in the area, reforesting the land and turning it into a free national park. Moving on to London, I feel like there are a few more labels speaking about sustainability within their brands. The first one was Daniel W. Fletcher, and he partnered with Nona Source to use high-quality deadstock fabrics within his collection. And those fabrics come from the LVMH Maisons, So they're quite high-quality leftover fabrics. It's a fabric resale platform. The next designer, Erin Hayhow, created her collection with materials, dyes, inks and paints grown and foraged by herself. And the collection experimented with bio-couture in an attempt to embed the healing properties of plants into each garment. Phoebe English also explored plant dyes as well as focusing on circularity and designing out waste. In particular, her outerwear was made in collaboration with Lavenham that was wadded with naturally shed wool sourced from flocks local to the firm Suffolk factory. And these were worn against bags made from scraps generated by the development process. 
Rixo really focused on diversity. The collection was worn by models of all sizes, ages and backgrounds, and they say that each garment will be stocked in sizes UK 6 to UK 24. And finally, we come to Paris. Now, you can't mention sustainability and fashion week without talking about Stella McCartney. And in her range or her collection, she used regenerative cotton, which apparently made its catwalk debut, and it was the result of a three-year pilot project in Turkey, which adopted regenerative agriculture methodology for a cotton process that captures carbon within the soil. She dubbed it Dirt to Shirt in an attempt to mirror the success of the farm-to-table movement in food. And if you're interested in a bit more information on regenerative farming, I cover that in episode 53. So yes, also within the collection, she used a grape-based alternative to leather, and she is hoping to be able to use the grape skins from the LVMH vineyards, which are across 13 estates across four continents, And she hopes that they will become the raw material for more leather alternative fashion and says she wants to infiltrate from within and she hopes that's possible. The next label, Chloe, which is headed up by Gabriella Hurst, dedicated her collection to the promotion of fusion, explaining it's basically the energy of the stars and the universe. Apparently she was flanked by representatives of ITER as well as Commonwealth Fusion Systems and Helion, which are companies working on harnessing this benign source of energy through giant round devices known as tokamaks. They say it can't be used to produce a fashion collection yet, but as Hearst says, eventually they will because we'll need the energy to make clothes. Imagine that whatever is a coal plant now will be a fusion plant in the future. The future is close. The most important thing you need to know is that this is a source of clean energy with very little waste. A glass of fusion fuel can power a house for approximately 800 years. That sounds pretty good. (laughs) She also used recycled cashmere, uh, linen, recycled plastic trainers and recycled cotton as well within the collection. There was also a black suit which got a lot of people talking and apparently it was forged from wool from the designer's ranch in Uruguay which houses about 8,000 merino sheep. And it was one of the few pieces in the collection labelled with a QR code that when scanned by potential customers in store, it will tell you exactly where its material was sourced. International Citizen was another label I wanted to mention. It was, it's created by Canadian designer Annika Tibanda and she combined sustainability and spirituality with garments that integrated chakra crystals throughout the clothing. She says that she is precise about her sourcing as her technique. She uses recycled cellulose nylon, organic cotton and silk from regenerative farms in her clothes. And as a fan of full transparency, she lists all the mills she works with and the certifications. She says, I probably annoy them with all my questions, but I go through a very cumbersome list. She has her own requirements and points out that competing certifications can be confusing. But essentially, she says, I want to, as much as possible, get the information of where they're sourcing from down to the farms. She goes on to say sustainable is an overused word. There should be another way, a steady incremental way. I don't want every year to surpass, surpass, surpass. I don't want to be a trend. I think an incremental slow evolution of growth and a healthy business flow is the way to do it. The collection also sustains bestsellers from season to season 
And she says, I think when you create beautiful silhouettes and shapes, they have the ability to live long. Prototypes was the final label that I wanted to mention. And they make use of repurposing and upcycling a lot of fabrics and items into their collection. But I wanted to mention them because they have developed these proto packs, which they say was a unique concept of manuals and sewing patterns. So anyone can create a look without professional skill for the more applicable pieces. So it sounds like they're actually giving the patterns and a bit of a kit to be able to create those items at home. So in summary, there was sustainability, but it seemed to be mostly the usual brands that we hear from, the labels like Stella McCartney, Gabriella Hurst, and the usual smaller, more nimble brands. And in terms of main focuses, there were carbon zero, dead stock, organic and regenerative materials, as well as craftsmanship. So I hope you enjoyed that little roundup. Let me know what you thought, or if I missed anyone that you thought was doing a great job of embedding sustainability into their collection. You can get in touch on Instagram at Belinda Humphrey, or you can email me at info at belindahumphrey.com. And as always, you'll find the show notes and any links on the website, belindahumphrey.com in the podcast section. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fashion Unearthed podcast. If you want to get in touch, head over to belindahumphrey.com or you can find me on Instagram at belindahumphrey.com.